Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's show, Travel EMP. If you don't know what that is, well, you'll find out. Here we go. Travel EMP. Well, that brought back some memories. Not like it's ever happened to me or anything. No. <laughs> yeah, it never happened to me either. Yeah, it's just, no, I'm just, yeah. hypothetically, it might happen to somebody who knows, right? Maybe. 25, maybe. 25 years of traveling, it's probably happened, what, 10 or 15 times? And of course, for many people who are listening to this, they didn't travel before gadgets and mobile powered devices existed. And so they have no way to think about how did I used to do this so that I could have a backup plan, right? Yeah, exactly. Hey, folks, and just in case you're wondering what we're talking about, when you're traveling, inevitably, you're going to lose your gadgets. You're not going to have any power. Something's going to go wrong. And you're hosed, frankly, unless you think, yeah. unless you've done something ahead of time to prepare. And so I guess this is similar to something we've talked about before, right? We've talked about before having printed copies, right? Killing all these trees and all that kind of stuff um, to have printed copies of your contacts in case something happened. You got fired and you know, they confiscated your laptop and you end up yeah. being sent home and now you, you don't have a job and you don't have a list of the people that can help you find a new one. Yeah, exactly. We, we respect, in fact, we benefit enormously from the mindset that, or we use it too, that, that, um, having your, your contracts, contacts and your email threads and so on electronically available to you so you can carry it around at all times is wonderfully convenient. But it breeds in a lack of flexibility, a lack of backup planning that sometimes is dangerous. And when we said you need to have a printed copy because you may get fired or you may lose your laptop or they may take it away or your phone may not work and you may have to do a job search. People really were angry at us and said, Oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't kill trees and Luddites. Um, you, know, you need to get, you need to get more. Yeah. Luddites. You need to get more comfortable with digital media as if you and I are, could get any more comfortable with digital media and gadgets. And frankly, I've been fired and I've had my laptop stupidly denied to me. Fortunately for us, we got several mails from people saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, because I did what you said, even though friends of mine said it was dumb. And when I got fired and when they took my laptop and when they took my company phone, I actually had contact names and numbers printed out at home that I could immediately call to start my job search. So now what we're going to do is we're going to broaden that guidance a little bit and recommend that when you travel, you prepare for the inevitable event that you're going to run out of battery power for all your gadgets, like you were saying, and you still need to be able to get some simple things done. Now, look, this is just a little bit of a joke. We generally, historically, here at Manager Tools, we've regretted to, to a little degree, to a small amount, the, uh, the use of funny or amusing or slightly humorous uh, my best effort at humor yes, is only slightly, slightly humorous, slightly. titling a cast in a funny way. But but uh, we're going to call this travel cast travel EMP after the electromagnetic pulse reward you can get in Call of Duty, a video game that my sons and I play. And basically, EMP knocks out all the electronics in the game. And by the way, folks, if you're thinking, oh, my gosh, that's just so far-fetched, it couldn't possibly happen. Why would anybody do something like that? You should know that as little as 20 years ago, the former Soviet Union's fighter jets, and, and by the way, the MiG-25 was the, the one that was most known for this when it defected and there were pictures of it and so on. 
they actually were equipped with vacuum tubes on the plane on a fighter jet, which, of course, you know, for years have been made as light as they possibly could uh, in order to make them go fast. Um, they had vacuum tubes in them to make their systems more resistant to the potential EMP, electromagnetic pulse, caused by nuclear detonations, um, among other things. Uh, th there were some other benefits to the vacuum tubes as well. So we, we, of course, hope and know that there won't be an EMP, but you may be on the road somewhere without your phone. The battery may have died, and you may have forgotten your, your, your power cords for your laptops, and you're without any electronics. And the question is, what do you do? And having been there before and having talked to others who have been there before, we have four simple recommendations. This is a fairly straightforward and short cast, and the four recommendations are print out on paper, here we go again, every time you travel, 20, uh, 10 to 20 key phone numbers that you probably won't be able to remember in case you need to call somebody. The second thing you got to do is you got to have a, you, in your wallet, you got to keep a prepaid telephone card so that if you can get to a, a pay phone or if you can get borrow somebody's phone that's going to charge you for, for long distance or doesn't want you to make a long distance call, um, there are still places where that could be a problem. You have a way to pay for the call. You've also got to capture addresses and phone numbers of destinations and service providers along the way on your trip. You can't just put down family and friends on your list of 10 to 20. You've got to include logistical phone numbers as well. And our last point is ideally you're going to put all this together in your trip folder, which we've talked about before, but you don't have to. Uh, it can just be a, a one-page printout somewhere that you can fold up and keep in your briefcase. Okay, so let's let's go through these one at a time. I'm glad you said 10 to 20 key phone numbers because my contact list is pretty large. It wouldn't be a phone book. I know yours would be at least a phone book or two. So printing out <laughs> all your contacts and carrying them with you would be a little much. But 10 to 20 key nut phone numbers, putting them out on paper and traveling with them, that sounds reasonable to me. Yeah. And again, folks, look, the reason we're sharing this is this has happened to us and we don't want it to happen to you. And the first time it happens to you and you realize, gosh, how hard would it have been to have some phone numbers written down somewhere in a prepaid phone card? You know, how hard would it have been? It would have taken me 10, 15 minutes and it would have applied to the next trips for the next six months or a year. And look, think about it. It's happened to almost everyone who's listening to this cast. You're filling out a form where you have to put in a phone number and you turn to your spouse and you say, hey, what's your phone number? Right. Right. Because <laughs> you don't have auto. You literally don't know. Right. We went from every family having one phone number to every person having a phone number and all those phone numbers going from being external to the device to internal to the device in the last 20 years. If your phone dies in the road, there are going to be phone numbers you don't have. And, you know, for many of you, you're probably thinking, well, my laptop has them. Well, maybe it does. I know a lot of young people today, their laptop doesn't. But maybe you let, maybe you work on the plane and you let your battery on your laptop get to almost no power on the plane. Or maybe, in, in a weird twist on EMP, your phone and your laptop both get stolen. That qualifies as an EMP moment where you don't have your gadgets useful. You, you don't have them useful to you at the time, right? Look, there are all kinds of ways you can do this with the phone numbers. You can have a small card in your wallet folded up if you want, although you don't want a George Costanza wallet. Um, I, remember, I, I remember a couple of years ago at the conference in San Antonio taking out my thin credit card wallet. It's actually not a credit card wallet, but but it's a calling card wallet, and it's 
the size of a business card. You can put 1020s in there folded in half and four or five credit cards, and it's a little teeny thing. Now, gentlemen, if you're wearing a suit and you want to wear, you want to carry a billfold, great. Have it look sharp and so on. But again, we don't want your wallet a gigantic thing. I'm not going to mention anybody's wallet, which is gigantic. I don't, I don't know anybody like that, but <laughs> dude, I know who you're talking about. And this individual who you're talking about to remain nameless about a yeah. year ago, discarded that wallet for oh, really? a small little thin. Oh, okay. Good. There you go. So you, you, you've had impact on people's lives. I, yeah, I don't know if you know yeah. that, but you have in small and, and meaningless ways. <laughs> yeah. In meaningless ways. Right. Look, you you can also have a trip folder printed up, right? That's we'll talk about that. You can do this yourself too. You don't need an admin to do it. I know one executive who has several index cards, identical index cards, laminated, and he just keeps them in his suit coat pocket, the outside breast pocket of his suit coat, right? If he loses one at the cleaners, if he loses one on the road, he has another one at home. Okay. Mine are in the trip folders that Wendy creates for me. And I kept an extra one from a previous trip. And folded it up and put it in a zipper, cou- zipper pouch in my briefcase. And the reason I did that is because I got to where I needed to be one trip. Realized that in my head, you know, pretty much I knew everything I needed to know from the trip folder in terms of where to go and how to get there. I Even if I lost my phone, I'd be okay. And then I threw it away. And then I got to DFW and I wanted to call somebody, but my phone wasn't working. And I didn't have the phone numbers in the back of the trip folder. And I didn't have the number I needed. And again, this list doesn't change significantly from trip to trip, okay? Folks, I suppose you could take this to the nth degree in terms of, in terms of uh, uh, scenario planning and say it's possible you could lose everything you have with you on the trip, and we don't address that directly here, I suppose. But I do have a simple solution to that after all the years traveling on the road, and that is don't lose your briefcase no matter what. I've lost a lot of things on the road, but I've never lost my briefcase. That's easy, though. I mean, like that's like saying uh, don't make a mistake. Like, how do you stop from doing that? <laughs> yeah, we'll just, just sling it around your neck. Nobody intentionally goes out and loses their briefcase. Come on, really? Yeah, but as many other things as I've lost, including luggage, I didn't actually lose it. Somebody, you know, <laughs> the airline did, but that was 30 years ago. But Many of us road warriors have two simple rules about our briefcases when we're traveling. Always travel with the same number of pieces of luggage and never allow your briefcase to not be touching you. Yeah. That probably sounds weird, but that's the way I travel. Let's, let's come back to the touching you thing, but the, the whole traveling yeah. with the same number of pieces. Sometimes when I travel, not often these days, just because it's hard to to not check a bag when I carry photography equipment. So... so. In case folks don't know, I, I dude, like, don't 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 say that out loud that you you check bags, really. No, no, <laughs> I don't, I don't. So I often can't take my photography equipment with me, particularly right. And, and the only time I'll check bags is when it's not business, right? When I right when right. I want to take my photography equipment because I'm going out to California to visit my dad, and and part of the trip is engaging in photography. So, but on business, I I carry a smaller camera so, since I can't check bags. But when I do, and I have a different number of items. Oh, it is a weird, brutal, weird brutal feeling. It is. It is. There's something in the back of the mind that is just bothers you the entire trip. I'm so used to having my briefcase and my carry on. Right. Yeah. In fact, uh, when I a number of years ago started traveling you know, always with a sport coat, it was a third item that I had to take care of. I, had to, I took it off when I was sitting in my airline seat and it was a third item. And 
it took me several trips to get comfortable. And finally, I, I wrote a note to myself on an index card and shoved it in the seat back pocket in front of me, which said coat to remind me that I had three items. And now I've gotten used to it and, and I don't even think of it as an item anymore. But the fact is I travel with two items all the time, a briefcase and a suitcase, and that's it. Right. So the converse of all this, folks, is is get in the habit of carrying the same number of items. And when you start to walk and you don't have that number of items, whether it be two or three, whatever it is, it will feel odd and it will immediately remind you. Use your this habit, if you will, to your advantage. Yeah. And, and th- this is, uh, you know, Travit is all about making certain things habitual. I recently sent a note to folks saying, after 25 years, I finally have a checklist. I don't know why I didn't. It was just a blind spot for me uh, not having a checklist. And of course, a bunch of people wrote and asked me about my checklist, but it makes an enormous difference. You want to routinize these things that you do so you don't have to think about them. Because if you need to think about them and then you don't because you're busy on the road, because you're stressed because of a client, because you're stressed because you're getting home to your family or whatever, that's when you have a problem. Everybody who's listening to this is smart enough to to take time and figure it out each time. The problem is when something else bumps it out of the way. Okay, so so always have the same number of pieces of luggage. In my case, that's two. And and again, never allow your briefcase to not be touching you. One more thing about briefcases. In 30 years, I've only had four of them. And I still have all but the first one because I didn't buy it. It was a gift and it broke. And the three that I've been using for the past 25 years, I still have each one. Uh, I don't intend to ever not have them. If I, if for some reason I lose my briefcase that I'm using now in the next 10 or 15 years, I can go back to my old Hartman briefcase. And if for some reason I lost that one too, I could go back to my old Halliburton Zero briefcase if I needed to, although I'd probably immediately buy another one, a different briefcase. And again, folks, always touching. That briefcase is always touching me. It's never in the overhead compartment. It's never in the trunk of the cab that I'm traveling in. It's always with me, even in the restroom. Yes, touching me. <laughs> Serious. I know lots of executives. That's the way they travel. And if you don't want to do that, have the printed list of numbers in your briefcase somewhere and then don't lose your briefcase. Now, people are probably wondering what numbers. Well, for mine, uh, spouse, kids, Wendy, Mike, Maggie, Michael Swinson, who might have to stand in for me if something happens to me, our company bridge number, which has a PIN code, which I always forget. American Express for our American Express cards, my bank, the American Executive Platinum Desk, and and frankly, any other airline that I would be traveling on, but that would be in the logistics portion of this. Gail Weiss, our fabulous travel agent, who is so good, and I've been with her so long, she will pick up the phone at her house at one in the morning if I'm stranded. So those are the numbers that I always have that if my phone died, I wouldn't have them. And hypothetically, if I didn't have a trip folder, I, you know, obviously I wouldn't remember them. I've also, uh, we're going to talk about having logistical numbers in there, but I've used a hotel's printed out number when I got to an airport and didn't have a phone working. I asked for a fellow traveler's phone number. I lost my wallet and my phone. And I used a hotel's printed out phone number in my briefcase to call them and to ask, hey, look, if I come to your hotel and I don't have any of any ID or any credit cards, but I can show you my briefcase or at least some something to prove I am who I say I am. And the next morning, my assistant will fax you a credit card authorization form. 
will you allow me to spend the night? You know, it's one in the morning or whatever. There's no sense in going to a hotel where you're going to get a desk clerk who's a pain in the you-know-what about processes and rules, and it'd be far better to call a chain that you have some experience with or a hotel you've been at before. I know a lot of times people travel regularly and they go to the same hotels over and over and over again. And so no sense in going to a new hotel if there's an old hotel that's closer or even one that's farther away that will allow you to spend the night there Rather than just bailing and saying, oh, I, you know, I guess I got to spend the night in the airport and then figure out in the morning what I'm going to do because I don't have any phone numbers. I don't have a phone and I don't have any way to make a phone call at all. So you got to have the phone numbers and they got to be printed out. Yeah. Well, that leads us to our next next point. If you need to make a phone call and your phone is not working, your mobile phone is not working, having a prepaid telephone card can be really helpful. Yeah. And, and, and look. You may not need this. It's really only for those of you who are unable to bring yourself to ask somebody else whom you're traveling with, you know, somebody else on a plane or somebody else at a rental car waiting line. Actually, a rental car waiting line would be bad if if you lost your wallet because they won't rent a car to you without a without a driver's license, which, by the way, separate cast. We'll do a cast at some point about financial emergencies on the road, but always go to your driver's license office and get a second driver's license. And put it in your briefcase somewhere, not in a separate wallet, just somewhere in your briefcase in the event that you get somewhere and you've lost your wallet, but you can show them your driver's license because that happened to me once. My driver's license was expired. I didn't even know. And you're some foreign city and you need some form of ID to get on a plane and yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. Now in my, yeah. In my case, I always have my passport with me, but, but I was thinking in terms of credit card, in terms of rental cars, but, but you're right there as well. By the way, if someone ever asks you to use your cell phone. If you're nice and if you're smart, you'll say yes, but you will dial the number that they want to call yourself so that you know, and you'll also listen to the entire call so that you know your phone is not being used for an illicit purpose. But look, if you can't use somebody else's phone and you're in the middle of nowhere, there are still places where payphone is a good example. There are a lot less of them than there were 30 years ago, but there are still places where long distance costs them money. And so you have to have a way to pay for a long distance call and they'll be happy to let you use the phone, but their boss says no long distance calls. And so you can't make a long distance call. It sounds weird. It sounds anachronistic maybe, but it's true. And I mentioned financial emergencies on the road. It never hurts to have a $20 bill somewhere else other than your wallet in the event that you lose your wallet and your phone is dead or your wallet and phone are stolen because you set them down somewhere and they're not in your briefcase. And so they weren't touching you and you walk away. I just replaced my youngest son, Drake's second phone. Again, for the second time, he left it in a seat back pocket in front of him while we were traveling together over summer vacation. He was very nervous about it. And I said to him, Drake, there are things, things are not important. There's no thing that's important. What's important in the world is people. And he, he says, yeah, yeah, I know. I just feel bad. Yeah, I bet. Good kid. <laughs> Young man now, not a kid anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's almost six feet tall. Yeah, wow. Okay, so next point. Capture addresses and phone numbers of destinations and service providers. And, I, and our earlier list doesn't change from trip to trip. And, of course, these do. Yeah, if you're, they'll be in your trip folder if you're following that guidance we've met, recommended before. But just make sure your list has the phone numbers or other contact information for the people you're going to meet, the companies you're going to see, and every single step in the journey that you're relying on to get you where you're going. The car service that takes me to the airport – Ideally, that driver's cell phone number, they will give it to you if you call and ask. In my case, American Airlines, the executive platinum desk, or just the phone number of the airline, the toll-free number. 
the VIP desk for me in San Antonio. I've got it written down somewhere. The car service who is picking me up at the airport or, or picking me up where I'm, or I'm going to, the hotel where I'm staying. And by the way, folks, not just the change reservation number, which they would much rather give you, by the way. In fact, on the web all the time, I noticed that if you want the hotel's phone number, it's actually a hotel phone number that goes directly to the reservations desk rather than calling the front desk because the front desk is understaffed and won't try to sell you a room necessarily. They'll just answer your question and want you to get off the phone. And they're trying to keep costs down at every franchise location, right? But what you want is the front desk of the actual location. And you, and if you push reservations, if you call the front desk of a number that's not a 800 number and you push reservations, folks, you're not talking to the hotel. You're talking to the chain. You don't want that. Uh, you want your client or your customer or the place you're ultimately going, this, uh, the, their cell phone number. So that if it's 10 o'clock at night, you're not leaving a voicemail on their office that they won't get until eight o'clock in the morning when you're scheduled to meet with them. And then they're like, geez, why didn't that guy call me and tell me I wouldn't have come to this other location if I'd have known that he was going to have trouble or I would have called a hotel and given him a credit card authorization. I prefer the cell number of, of somebody I'm going to see. Lots of people think email is fine because they're the kind of person who checks email at 10 or 11 o'clock at night. But email doesn't work if your batteries are all dead, folks. And if it's 1 a.m. and the public email kiosk at the airport is closed. I mean, I mean you can't ask a uh, you know, person sitting next to you uh, to use their phone to send an email. People don't like that very much. No. Yeah. yeah, and of course it goes in the spam folder because the person who's receiving the mail doesn't know the person that the email is coming from, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So every single step of the journey, and by the way, not just the journey on the way out that makes you feel good. Okay. I've gotten there, but also the journey on the way back. Yep. Every one of those is somewhere printed in your briefcase, in your purse, so that you have it at all times. Now, our last point is about trip folders. Now we've talked about trip folders before, but why don't you real quickly just tell people what trip folders are and we can put Yeah, for every trip you go on, whether an admin does it or whether you do it yourself, you want a printed out itinerary of where you're going and what who you're seeing, all of the details of your airline tickets. It's basically a, a, a printed out itinerary for your travel. And you put it in your briefcase, and that way, again, it, it certainly works if all of your electronics are down, but, but if you're... Uh, taking off or landing or if you're sitting in a car and you don't want to open up your phone or you want to look at the entire itinerary rather than just one small part of it on your smartphone or if you don't want to open up your laptop because you're in a rent-a-car bus and you're trying to remember, okay, what's the address? Or you don't want to have to try to scroll through 50 different uh, menu items in order to figure out the address of the place you're going to. You have a printed out trip folder and it's for every trip. It, obviously, if you have an admin, this is standard fare for for corporate managers and executives who have admins as they walk out the door for a trip, if they're leaving the next morning, whatever their admin hands in the trip folder, you can do it yourself. You don't need an admin. And I, I'm pretty sure that recently or at some point in the future, we're going to create a Crucials cast and we're going to provide them the trip folder that I use as a, as a template uh, in a doc format. So you can just steal our trip folder. It's pretty straightforward and it shows you all the key stuff you need in terms of your trip. And in our case, it also includes client information. Um, so I can read it all at once, not only logistics, but also operational stuff. And then at the last, it's got my key phone numbers printed there every single time. It does take a little bit of time each time, but this is one of those things where if you've ever had a meltdown on the road, you lose stuff or your gadgets go out or whatever, you get EMP'd, 
a few minutes worth of time is you think, God, I, I would have been happy to save these two hours tonight at one o'clock in the morning. I would have been happy to spend 10 or 15 minutes on every one of my trips over the course of the last couple of years. I would have been happy to spread this, this misery out over a little bit of preparation in the previous, uh, in my previous trips. Also, something else. Some of you are saying, I don't travel all that much. This is not that important for me. In fact, exactly the opposite. When you travel every week or virtually every week the way I do, you get good at this stuff simply because so many things have come at you. When you don't travel frequently, that's exactly when you need to spend extra time in advance so that you have, you can fall back on a scenario plan. You understand you've thought everything through. And quite frankly, that planning that you're going to do, thinking, how do I get from my house to the airport? How do I get from my airport from, from, through security? Do I have the things I need and so on? That planning will cause you to be more prepared, even if you didn't write it down. But obviously we're recommending you write it down. You follow the same template every time. Uh, you just input the data. And I'm quite certain there's got to be an app. I'm sure TripIt does something like this. And if they don't, I promise you folks, sometime in the next couple of years, Career Tools will come out with an app that will say, or something that will allow you to enter some data and it'll, pre- it'll pre-format a, a, a trip folder for you. That'd be cool. Yeah. Simple. It's very simple. Look, look, folks, print it out on paper every time, 10 to 20 key phone numbers, get a prepaid telephone card, stuff it in your briefcase, stuff it in your wallet, capture the addresses and phone numbers of destinations and service providers, and ideally use a trip folder. Look, take it from those of us who travel and have had the equivalent of one of these EMP moments. You don't want to be standing outside an airport, not knowing which hotel to go to, not having any phone numbers to be able to call, even if you did have change and could find a payphone. And asking your spouse to go through your papers on your desk or nightstand at midnight or going through your email on your home computer looking for anything that might be related to this trip to Chicago, honey, isn't always terribly effective. Do a little preparation, make it a habit, and travel safe, my friend. Excellent. Hey, thanks, my friend. My pleasure, partner. We'll see you. Thanks, everyone. That's it. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you follow the guidance. See you next week. So long.